Hi, I'm Denise Vivaldo. And I'm Diane Worthington. And we are women, women beyond, beyond a certain, certain age. age. Well, thank you for joining us today. I think this is going to be such a fun podcast, and I'll tell you why. Almost all the ideas for our podcast come out of what Diana and I have talked about that morning or the day before. And here we are having a heat wave, Mm. a tropical heat wave. (laughs) And Diane says to me, oh, I've got so many recipes for you because I wrote a book called The Taste of Summer. Oh, that that was helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I do, Denise. And you know what? Diane, it's so amazing to me that we've been friends for 25 years, and I probably have that book on a bookshelf somewhere, and I'd forgotten that you'd written it. And I forgot, too, which is not a good sign. <laughs> no. Well, that that's, that's the show But on. I did remember. Okay. That is the show on memory loss, and we're yeah. not there yet. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good be one. There'll probably be multiple ones on that. Yes. But circling back to this. Yes. Um, wow. And it was a long time ago. So I wrote that book when my daughter was two because I remember her kind of following me around all the time in the kitchen. And I was trying to cook while I was supposedly being a good mom. But (laughs) that's another story, too. Um, It was a funny... This is a funny story. So I wrote The Cuisine of California in 1983, and it was shockingly incredibly successful and I got a call from um, one of the major cookbook editors in New York saying hi we'd very much like to have you write a book for us and I said well that's great and she talked about how much she loved the cuisine of California and I said well what would you like me to write the book on and she said well you wrote the book on California so how about like summer cooking I said, wait, so you think that that's all we can do because we're like in sunny California? (laughs) And she said, we just think we want you to write a book. And why don't you just do a summer cookbook? I said, well, let me think about it. Anyway, I thought, hey, they called me. This is good news. So I did this book for Bantam Books in New York. And um, it just brought up so many memories. And the reason I decided to do it is because... In my childhood, I would have to say that summer was my happiest time. We had a pool. We swam. It was when my mother was really consistently in a good mood. And we had a ping pong table. So there'd be ping pong. There were four kids. So there was always like 12 kids over. It was just a happy time. I loved the swimming. I just adored the swimming. And it was big time barbecues. And it was just, again, I say the word happy. It was carefree. It's like what you imagine summer to be, you know? I and, go ahead. Love, no, excuse, Diane, I love that. And I agree. And I think especially as a child, because we go to school like nine months out of the year. I don't know how they do it now. I know. But when you got to have summer vacation... It was just, it was magical. And I know. You, you know, you, it was magical. So, and we have, we haven't talked about this yet, but today is the day. Food and memories. Yeah. Uh, isn't that why we, we eat? Aren't we trying to create the memories It's sometimes? all about your taste memories. It's I your mean, taste memories. And, and it's such an interesting subject in and of itself because 
as a sidebar, I will just tell you that I have a friend who grew up in New York City who claimed that the Second Avenue Deli was the best deli in the world. Oh. So I've been hearing about this forever. And I grew up in a deli called Nate Nows. So, <laughs> so we discussed this ad nauseum. And finally, we were in New York at the same time. We go to the Second Avenue Deli. And there was a very famous waitress that was on TV and was a riot. And we get the waitress. We get the whole thing. We, she serves all these different dishes. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I looked at her. I said, I can't even believe you're telling me this is your coleslaw. How could you? How could this be? And there were other dishes. And I said, this is not my taste memory. That's right. My taste memory is a Beverly at Nate Nals or a Westwood. That's what they name them by the city. And the food is different. But that's your stamp. That's your signature. It's sort of who you are and what you experience. So for me, it was a lot of happiness. And what it was was the smell of those charming briquettes and the, what, what's the gas that you put on? Oh, you yes. Pour on the yes. Gas. The poison that we... The poison the, that like we were in, imbibing. It, and it went right into the chicken skin and it tasted so damn good. It really did. <laughs> My mom was the greatest. She would get those... I get, they called them Chateaubriand. I don't even know what that is now because I don't see that cut at the market anymore. You know what? I think it was the, it's either the, the it's the most tender part of a London broil. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Chateaubriand really means steak for two, I think. But the cut is oh, the, that's was the tender part of a London broil. And I ah. only know that because my father was a butcher. Oh, but I could oh, be God, wrong. We're going to test you on this I later. Know, I on could be wrong, but you know, and, and then of course it usually had. Uh, they would serve it with a Bernays sauce. And oh yeah, not at my house. No. Lowry's teriyaki. Well, okay, because you're <laughs> Southern California, right? No, you're, but that's the classic way one would serve it. But anyway, it. and we'd have these big salads and corn and and just my siblings and their friends. It was just so much fun. So when I started thinking about it, I thought, wow, maybe I do want to write this book, The Taste of Summer. So I did write the book and it was incredible to relive so much of our, my experience and also to think about the um, dishes that really signified that time. And I got to be creative with, with some of the soups and the the salads i mean because i was riffing off of the cuisine of california but some of the things i learned on this uh journey of summer cooking was you don't want to sit and cook in the afternoon in your kitchen no you you want to grill if you can double up on your grilling because then you'll have stuff for the next day if you're bar if you're doing a lot of barbecuing so smart um and the dog days of summer are rough. And how can you, how can you find foods you want to eat because your appetite almost goes away? You know, when people because we're having this heat wave, not only in Los Angeles. I can't. Two weeks ago, people were talking about the heat wave in London and in Rome and places that have never had temperatures you like know, this, certain, right? Like this, right? But there um, is no global warming. Go it ahead. is global warming, but we don't want to. <laughs> let's not go there, right? Uh, because that's that's more than my I, I can process today. <laughs> I understand completely. But when I look 
at this, when I think of in the hot weather, you know, instinctively, I remember my mother when it was very hot as children, we, she would try to pump us in the morning with something like a cold steak sandwich or fr- she would have fried chicken for breakfast. And when I look back, it's because she, it was trying to give us some protein, trying to get us to eat then because all afternoon as we got hotter and hotter, we didn't want to eat. We right. didn't want to eat a balanced meal. We could have salad for dinner, which is fine, but I really can remember my mother feeding me, you know, what we used to call dinner for breakfast because that's when it was cool enough for us to eat it. Oh, God, that's interesting. Dinner for breakfast. Wow. Well, and you know what else? I remember because we had a friend. She had very close friends that lived in Sacramento. Uh-huh. And Sacramento was much hotter than where we lived. And we went there, and we all loved My sisters and I loved it because the mother gave us, her best friend, we were staying at their house, gave us apple pie with vanilla ice cream on it for breakfast. Oh, my God. And where, we thought... What's the address? I... <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, this is magical. But she'd say, I try to feed, you know, she was feeding her kids as much as she could in the early part of the day. Yeah. And then they would just run on energy. But I know now in this heat wave, I've been eating a, a gorgeous lunch. Cindy makes us lunch almost every day. J- Diane joined us today. We had shrimp salad with avocado. It was filling. It was it delicious. Was delicious. Some and feta cheese. And feta. Oh, it was excellent. But you know, Diane, I barely need dinner in this heat wave. No, it's true. But you do need something. You need something so you don't binge on the wrong foods later if you get hungry. Yeah, which we are always one bite away from. So, yeah. <laughs> um, a binge, that is. So, if... You know, there's lots of things to share with you, but I would like to give you a a couple of tips right now because, you know, every summer has its dog days and it where it's stifling and you just can't even imagine cooking. But there are things that you can do, like you know, for drinks, you really need to lighten up on the alcohol, and it's easy to drink it too fast because you will not feel comfortable. So. I love to do uh, fruit nectar with bottles of icy, cold, sparkling mineral mineral water. The other thing that I'm big on are cold soups. I could do Mm. five hours on that. And Mm. you can do either cooked cold soups that you do in the morning, or you can just blend up some veggies. I mean, one of the simplest ones, of course, is uh, cucumber with some chives and dill that you kind of puree and you add sour cream and a little chicken stock. Or yogurt. Or yogurt. You're right. Speaking of Yum. being a healthier no, eater. Only, uh, and yeah, and like that. I mean, you can do, I have one that I love, which is um, cucumber avocado soup. It's in my very first book, and it is still something I make to this day. Literally, you take a European cucumber and an avocado and some chicken stock, put it in either your blender or your food processor, and then you add some fresh herbs and then I can either do it with, I mean, I've done it with salsa. I've done it with on top with a little bit of yogurt or sour cream or other kinds of toppings that you might enjoy. That and it's like, it's delicious. so refreshing. So I want to remind you all that you don't have to, you know, start cooking a three course meal at this point. That sounds delicious. I know that in this last week or two, it, because it has been already, I mean, I'm up at 530 in the morning feeding my dogs. Kenny is up at five o'clock in the morning and 
we it was so hot that I been, I actually bought some more. I bought frozen fruit because it's easy to keep in the freezer. But we've been having smoothies. Oh, that's a great idea. And we've you know, but it's because Diane I, most of the time I'll make us scrambled eggs. We like to have breakfast together because mm-hmm. that's you know we're always together at breakfast. Mm-hmm. But it has been so warm that the only thing that tasted good. With smoothies. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. It's the fruit smoothie was delicious. And then you get your berries, you get some fiber. And your protein. And your protein. Powder, whatever you're doing, yeah. But, oh my God. Otherwise, the heat has been, I mean, I don't, you know, it's been a killer. It's been a killer. And now with the f- forest fires, I mean, I don't know how people oh are. Oh my God, Denise, let's talk depression. I know. It's very, <laughs> yeah, it is. It can be very depressing. It, it is depressing what's yes, going on. So, but we have to kind of find some light somewhere and I really do think the summer is the time in terms of celebrating the produce and the outdoors that's so fantastic yes and that's what I discovered when I was writing uh the taste of summer I mean I don't even know where to start you slice up melon and you put uh you could even do what we had for dessert today which was some ricotta cheese with some nectarines sweet nectarines and some um uh, toasted were those caramel were those, nuts? Those were those sugared walnuts from yeah. Trader Joe's. Oh my God! It took two seconds and it was totally delicious, guys. So satisfying. Yeah. Um, you know what else, Diane? I think that as we age, not just as we age, I just think as we grow older, any but at any age. See, summer was so much fun as a kid. Yes. And then as we get older, we still have to go to work. Or you you may not take the vacation then. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like your your schedule changes, or you think, oh no, or or it can be financial. It's cheaper to go to Europe in in winter, and it won't be so crowded. Well, Do you for know me, I, mean? I I don't like to travel in the summer. No, it's most just of us crazy. Don't. But then right. we don't have that that great sense of freedom. Do you know what I mean? My right. I, I, I think to me, what I remember of summer, and I know you've got some ideas for this, but my mother would pack my best friend and I, a sandwich, and we would take off on our bike, a sandwich and an apple, and we would take off on our bicycles in the early morning. She'd make us take sweaters because it was always cold coming home. But I can remember the taste of my mother made a tomato sandwich, and she wasn't one bit Southern. So I don't know. I'm sure she did it just because I loved tomatoes. Mm. And she would just, you know, have lightly toasted bread, and the bread was no longer crisp when we ate it. But it, right. And mayonnaise and salt and pepper and tomatoes, and sometimes either lettuce or basil because oh my goodness, we always had a garden. As a kid, you got this. Well, we did because it was so, you know, it was so traditional kind of yeah but um i look back on that and i when i make those i'm never i i seek out the best looking tomatoes that i can let's talk about that for a sec because yeah hello this is you know for the next month or so we are at the height of tomatoes tomatoes and you know i think it's important to know how to select one and certainly how to store one so i can certainly speak to the storing which is never refrigerate a tomato. Yes. yes. And in terms of selecting, uh, you know, it's sort of through touch and knowing when you want to serve it. So if it's a little bit hard, you can, and you're serving this in three days, then you'll know to get that. You don't want to get something overly ripe. And heirloom tomatoes are fantastic if you're just serving them raw. Yes. That's my experience. Yes. yes. I will use great beefsteak for a lot of other things, but the heirlooms are best served raw with some 
really grassy, delicious uh, extra virgin olive oil. Yes. Um, tomato sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. You were a lucky girl. Well, Denise. you know what? My mother loved to cook. And she learned to cook as a young woman. My and then her father-in-law, because when my father went off to war, she had to, she lived in the apartment house that my grandfather owned. Right. And he had a garden in the back. Oh my goodness. Of course, and we still own that apartment house, my sisters and myself. But the thing was, Diane, you know Van S Avenue in San Francisco. It yeah, used noisy. To, it noisy, busy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be Auto Row. All those beautiful old buildings were filled with where people sold cars. Right. And so it was never a calm, peaceful place. No, it wasn't but, like a farm. Never. But meanwhile, you had a garden in the back? In the back. In the sandy soil of San Francisco, huh. my Italian grandfather grew lettuce, tomatoes, carnations, the things that Italians, you know, mm-hmm. need to have every mm-hmm. day is kind mm-hmm. of, and basil and herbs and rosemary. So I didn't have store-bought lettuce until I was almost 12 years old. And then when oh I tasted my. it, I said to my mother, what is this cardboard? And she said, oh, honey, that's what. <laughs> but by that time, my grandfather was getting older and he wasn't producing as much produce. Wow. So you grew up I really, grew up with, quote, farm to table. Yes. You know? It was your your garden garden to table, Absolutely. We'll and, and then my father owned grocery stores. So we, you know, we had our pick of stuff to, you know, the freshness. Wow. But that's a, wonder, a wonderful childhood, it, Denise. And so I, you know, I test everything. And this is, again, food memory. I mean, when I'm eating something, to me, I know heirloom tomatoes. And I know when I go to the store... The cost of things, I'm not raising children, so I've always been able to spend what I wanted at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. No, it makes a giant difference. It makes a giant difference. But if you, if kids, if kids don't get to eat good produce or fruit, where will they develop the taste buds for it? Yeah, they won't know the difference. They'll just eat the, I think when people say to me, oh, my kids hate that. Well, it's because it's crappy. You know right, I mean? right. That could be the reason. I exactly. Mean, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Wow. I love that. Thank God, Diane, in, this, in our lifetime, heirloom tomatoes and all these wonderful things are coming back. I know. That is one of the good things about being around at this and time in history. Grocery stores have this now, as where I was growing up, the introduction of frozen vegetables. Oh, yeah. After Jolly only Green having Giant. canned vegetables. Do you know what I mean? And yes. Exactly. I remember going to girlfriends' houses and their mothers opened those cans of vegetables and oh. they were those gray green beans. Oh, we had those. Okay, but I didn't know what they were. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean you are really lucky that you grew up. I like was very that. lucky and I'm very, very grateful because it was it was it was a, a different time. Do you know what I mean? It was Well, just, I think what was happening was it was so exciting. When they learned that they could uh, can vegetables and keep them. And then when they figured out how to freeze them, they tasted, quote, fresher than the canned. But obviously, if you can just eat fresh produce, it's best. But it is costly, and you have to be, you know, figure out how you're doing it. Exactly. You have to balance that. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I was just thinking about summer, you know, summer memories and food. But it was always about... I don't know. The word that comes to mind is just bright, colorful, yes. you know, peaches. Oh, my God. My mother would have this. So we'd play ping pong late in the afternoon, but the entire ping pong table would be laden with <laughs> platters of grapes and cherries and, 
you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I'm sure there were plenty of Vandy Camp chocolate chip cookies, the bane of my existence. Oh, but they were so good. But anyway, it was just so delicious. I mean, can you, when you when you're thinking about your summers as a child, can you kind of not only visualize, but I can I can experience the aroma, the smell. Absolutely. Because it was, as I said, it was a what was the name of that charcoal? A uh, lighter company, Wizard. I know exa- Wizard? What was I it know exactly. I can see the bag. <laughs> yeah. Later on, it became Kingsford. Kingsford. That's okay. the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, Diane, and this is what, for summer memories, and I don't know if children still get this. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I know that um, summer memories to me are corn and tomatoes and lemonade and popsicles. Oh, God, the big pictures of lemonade and popsicles. Popsicles. Oh my God. And oh. I, I will say this. Sometimes, um, which, uh, again, to, uh, trying to curb my sweet tooth, they're making these great fruit juice popsicles now that are not high in calories. Oh, that's good And much less in sugar. Yeah. And I have those, and that's what I've been doing when it's been so hot. I enjoy one of those at nighttime. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can sort of remember your childhood. Or the other night, Kenny and I were in Ventura, and the stars, because there's not as many lights, we see more stars in Ventura. so beautiful. And we sit in these two, and they're really funny. It's not our furniture. The, The previous owner left these two kind of rickety chairs. To which I said to Kenny, oh, put those in the dumpster. He said, well, not until we bring our furniture here. So we've been sitting in the very used, rickety chairs having popsicles, looking at the stars. Uh. And and then he's planting tomatoes in the new house. And I'm excited. And I even wrote, actually, a friend of mine who's a farmer in Oregon who posts his pictures of the like the world's most beautiful tomatoes. He was my high school boyfriend. Oh my goodness. And I said to him, tell us what to do about, you know, what kind yeah. of tomatoes should we be planting? Because the last time Kenny planted tomatoes, uh, we got two and I think they both cost Yeah, right. Something like that. So hopefully your ex-boyfriend from high school is going to guide you into delicious tomato He gave us some, because there are varieties of seeds that we can plant that will be better. Right. And it's it's a giant world out there. As it is with corn. Not that you're going to grow corn. I'm not going to grow corn. But when you go to the (laughs) corn stand, I mean, there's a zillion different varieties. I do something which you're probably not supposed to do, which is I always take with my finger, um, I try to get a kernel and taste it. Because, oh, yeah. Um, you can really look at this corn and think it's going to be spectacular, and it can be not so good. It can be starchy. Yes. Remember that when you're buying corn, it's best to buy it with the husk on, and you husk it, and it, it, turns into starch within like 24 hours there's a lot of new varieties that now have bypassed that where you can go to the supermarket and they're still very sweet but it's just sort of not the same how do you cook your corn well of course i cook it and just i cook it in a lot of water with salt and i never do that well that's how i was taught by my mother that's why that was my mother taught me that too but since i never thought she was such a good cook i ignored (laughs) her so so I threw that concept away. I mean, I, I, I because I like it caramelized. I'm I, like, this I is caramelization. It. If it's caramelized, I'm, I love it. And so 
um, we always put it on the grill when we're grilling and just keep turning it until it's sort of... So you're roasting it on the grill. Right. That's Pretty much, delicious. yeah, where you're getting that caramelized flavor. And there's been, you know, when I wrote The Taste of Summer, I had so many different variations where you take all that silk out and then you soak the husks with it and then you put in the butter. It's just too much work. That's, I get it. You know, I'm t- definitely into the seriously simple concept of cooking and eating. I get that. You know, but I, it is fun to ask your farmer if you're going to the open air market, what kind of what kind of uh, corn? What's the variety? And you know, you'll see like different colors, white and um, yellow strewn together on a cob. It's just kind of cool. I went to my farmer's market. I have a little tiny farmer's market at the end of my street here in L.A. Yeah. And, but, you know, most of the vendors do all of them. So you see the mushroom man at, from right. Santa Monica, and if it's big enough. And there was a, there's a darling woman who, ha, she's a, an attachment to a bakery, but she makes fresh fruit pies. And all it is is it's a real a real butter crust, and then there's sugar and lemon juice and berries. Do you know right. what I mean? And when right. I oh. buy those pies from her, um, I heat them up just a little bit before I serve it. And that reminds me of what pie used to taste like yeah. before corn syrup. Oh, God. I know. That is so fun, and it's such a, another it's a kind of taste memory. Another memory I'm just having as we're sitting here, Denise, is so we'd have these big barbecues. And because my mom yes. wasn't big in the cooking or or baking department, my father would pile us all into <laughs> the station wagon and we'd drive over to the Baskin Robbins. That was another epitome of summer with the big oh, ice yeah. cream cones. It was just so fun. Oh, my God. I want to... When I, I know. go backwards. It's not I Benjamin know. Button. I would like to, <laughs> I think the best part of summer to me growing up was the freedom. The freedom to, you played all day. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And so, and, and as an adult. And as an adult, unless you make the time. The time. Yeah, no, it's, it's more You're difficult. never going to have that. Do right, you know and I mean? I'm doing that more, by the way. That's I something am too. I, you know, I think that's one of the things we're talking about. So I swim a couple times a week, and I try to go get the tomatoes and the corn and the whatever. And our, you know, we're having lighter dinners where I do farro salads with a bunch of chopped vegetables. That and sounds delicious. You've mentioned that twice today. Your I farro know. salad sounds delicious. I guess Denise. Yes. My dad never cooked. My mom cooked. Did okay. your dad cook? Oh yeah. Really? I, my grandfather cooked. My, now my gra- my father had a repertoire. But since he, you know, of certain things, polenta, oh. Ooh. Uh, risotto, oh, um, of course, since he'd been a butcher and his father had been a butcher, they roasted the turkeys, the prime rib, yeah. the oh, barbecue. My, my father used to it, spring, this was a spring dish, he would, you know, butterfly a leg of lamb. A baby leg? Baby, baby leg of lamb uh-huh. with honey and um, rosemary. And it was... You know, oh butterflied, and oh. it was, and it was slightly not real rare, but not quick like medium, too much. Medium, yeah, medium, medium rare. Yeah. Now, oh, but this is the story of just everyday dinner. Now, my father cooked for the holidays and stuff. My mother was, in fact, in charge of the kitchen. There was not a question about it, and neither none of my my sisters and I did not learn to cook until we all grew up because my mother that was her domain. Yeah, yeah. So but she did not share she, that. She did not wanted, share that. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure it's because she didn't want to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, just meaning. 
my mother was the type, and this again, as things change, as we need to put home ec back in schools, my mother used to say, you're going to have your whole lives to cook and clean. Oh, that's isn't, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. So she didn't want you to She even didn't know. want us to have to do that. And she she promoted jobs where you didn't cook and clean. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Go to college and get a job. Right. And marry well. Of course, right. her other advice was always marry well. But ah, always. Marry well. That's so funny. It took the second time. Now, my father as a kid, this is one of, I have to tell this story. And then, Diane, it's up to you to give them some more tips. Okay. When I, my mother had to have uh, varicose vein surgery in the 50s and 60s. Not sure when it was. I think it was the 50s. People may not know this, but in the olden days, women, after they'd been pregnant, they would get varicose veins and they just ripped them. They stripped them. That's what they called it. They called it stripping. Yeah, it was yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But my mother, so my mother was gone for like three days. And my father had to come home from his very busy running his grocery stores and cook us dinner. And he opened a can of canned spinach and put it on the plate. I don't even know if he heated it up. And next to whatever whatever we were having, a chicken or chicken legs or a, knowing my father, it was lamb chops. But what? my sisters and I saw that green ooze come out of the can. Oh, my. And Ugh. we said, we're not eating this. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? You girls do exactly, you know. My father would say things like, it's my table. You have to eat what I want. And the three of us, it was probably the only time we formed an alliance in a minute because <laughs> we saw that canned spinach and thought, this is not right. And if mother was here, she would not make us eat it. My mother laughed so hard, we went to the hospital to visit her that night after dinner, and we couldn't stop talking about the green slime. Oh, my. And yeah. she couldn't couldn't stop talking about how unkept we look because of course he hadn't brushed our hair probably for three days <laughs> and we were like ragamuffins oh, no one uses so, that word anymore my mother used that word too you look like a ragamuffin you look like a ragamuffin but yeah. i remember but i've never had i i never really ate canned vegetables at all i've eaten a few frozen vegetables but mostly because i live here and you know i was raised with fresh vegetables that's what i've eaten yeah you don't need to well i think i grew up on canned and frozen um, but I just, I tell you, I had a gene inside of me that just was curious about food. When I was 11 years old, I went to this, <laughs> my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary, and I memorized the menu. And I don't know about you, but I don't know too many 11-year-olds. I love that. Who remember that they want to learn how to make canal sauce nantois, which is a fish dumpling with a lobster sauce. Oh. At the age of 11. I mean, I was just always obsessed. And so I would take cooking classes in high school. I was just interested for no reason other than probably self-defense because it wasn't so great at our house during the year when it wasn't summer for cooking. But I do um, think it's important to have some standby things in the, as we finish up the summer. Um, and, you know, I do things like... Well, like last night, I always have salad ready. I have it yeah. prepared. So it's in a bag, and it's all been cleaned. And then I thought, well, I have these white anchovies, so I ended up making the most delicious Caesar salad mm. in about five minutes. And then I said to my husband, do you want protein? And he said, you know, this is good enough. Yeah. And, you know, I so grew up with the protein, the vegetables. Yes. The, you know, sometimes you just don't need all of that. I so, so I'd agree. say cold soups, make salads. When you're grilling, double up on your grilling. Sandwiches are really good, and you can do open-face sandwiches. 
And you know what else is a really good thing to have around her? Deviled eggs or eggs that you can either make into deviled eggs and make a nice platter with some vegetables and eggs and a little vinaigrette. I don't know. It's a nice time of year to just lighten up, not because it's, you know, you're trying to diet because that's just how you feel. And I don't know about you, but I am big on rosé when it's hot. If I'm going to drink wine. Oh, you know, Diane, I only drink to make other people more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll have a glass of rosé with you. (laughs) But you're you're not like obsessed with rosé in the summer. I am not. Oh, but I will say this. Because I like red wine. I haven't been having red wine at night because it's too hot. And actually, I buy those Pellegrino, the sparkling. It's a cranberry thing. And I just squeeze the fresh limes in there. Delicious. Sometimes, uh, Kenny says, did you put vodka in there? I said, no, I didn't need to. It was so delicious the way it was with a big, tall, frosty glass and ice cubes. Mm. It was wonderful. Oh, my God. The frosty glasses just... I'm thinking summer. I'm having, when you say that, tonight for dinner, because I'm alone tonight, I bought an artichoke at the farmer's market yesterday that's as big as my head, and I'm going to steam it, and that's what I'm having for dinner. I often do that. That's another great thing to do in the summer and have them cold. Make up a bunch of them, have them cold, slice up some heirloom tomatoes, Mm. put out, you know, some... I don't know, some uh, vegetables that you love, radishes, you know, radishes, complimentary vegetables. And I love making good uh, vinaigrettes and just having them in the fridge for a week. So anyway, I feel like these were a lot of good things we got to share with you about us today and about what we love about summer. And I know that we would love to hear from you. And you can always email us at womenbeyond at iCloud.com. And also, Denise, what's the Facebook? The Facebook group is Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a Facebook page. It's a group. If you haven't joined yet, please, you can join us. And hopefully, Diane, it's all kind of new. Right. But we're going to be able to put links to some of the recipes when we talk about these dishes. We'll put links to our blogs or to our pages right? Uh, that have got the recipes for people if they want them. Because I think that, and you know, deviled eggs, mm. if you want to have a fight in the kitchen, just talk about making deviled eggs because <laughs> everyone has a the secret. Perfect, right. They have the secret perfect the recipe. secret perfect recipe. Yeah. And I was in, and then I, I was in... I was back in Charleston. No, I was in Atlanta. I was teaching a class, and I got so lucky because about five of the biggest women in food were in all in Atlanta. One of them, Cynthia Groppert and Bree Williams, so many friends, yeah. Gina Berry. They took me out for dinner, and the restaurant, their appetizer, it was a family-style restaurant, was deviled eggs and they had put them through of course a sieve so it w- they were so smooth mm. and silky mm-hmm. and so simple and i and they were just chives on top and i thought oh my god these are as good as my mother's wow <laughs> that's a good thing for people to know if you put it put them through a strainer Pushed or a sieve through, yep they will be very creamy oh, on so that creamy. note denise yes we have way more to talk to you about but that'll be next time and we do hope that you'll uh Email us, contact us, sign up on Facebook to be part of our community. And we are really looking forward to so many more subjects that interest you and us. You got it. Thanks, Diane. 
Thanks, Denise. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye.